So I think that people look at men the same way. And that's what I'm saying about not listening to what we have to say because they view the world from the 1% that is constantly displayed. Y'all got everything. Y'all get to do, y'all get to do everything. How come, uh, you get to walk around with your shirt off, but I can't walk around with my cakes out at the oh Usher concert. Oh my god! And you can. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just it's it's, it's 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 just. Please walk around. <laughs> <laughs> and this. Welcome to the cave with Mel Troy and Lex, the podcast with men to have a safe space. We on all platforms. You need to tune in, hit the like button, subscribe, and share it with your friends. Welcome to Mel D, the podcast with men to have a safe space. Welcome to Mel D. Well, actually, yeah, yeah. That's my community. Yeah. <laughs> that's my community. People so crazy, bro. In the comments talking about, well, what about Asians and what about whites and not just black people do this? I'm like, hey, that may be true, but I'm black. And I've been black for almost 40 years. So what I can talk about is black. I can't talk about what whites got going on, what Asians got going on, what Hispanics and Latino X and them is doing. All I can talk about is the black perspective. I think I've been black long enough to be licensed to talk about it. Well, the thing is, like I tell people all the time, you can be so, you can have the delusion of inclusion. I'm not talking, like you said, I'm not talking about every population. I'm not talking about, uh, I'm talking about my lived experience, and I can only speak to that as a African-American man. Yes, I can be an advocate or ally to other identities, but for my identity, I can only, I speak from lived experience. Facts. So. Yeah, uh, when, um, when the George when George Floyd's uh, uh, tragic death happened was it twenty twenty, uh, and the whole world was in uproar. There were some allies, there were some um, white allies reaching out to me, talking about, "Hey Troy, you know what can I do to learn more about the culture? Are, are there any books and stuff like that?" And to one of them, and I was I was sensitive in the moment, uh, but. It's still so true, regardless. Um, and I just said, I can't tell you a book about how I live. Right, right. This is my lived experience. experience. Right, right. Yeah, you can be empathetic towards it. Yes, but you will never have right the same experience. Exactly. And I appreciate that ally of wanting to educate themselves just so they can, you know, be a, a stronger ally. And I really appreciate that. But at the same time, it's just like. I, I can't unless you want to walk with me every single day mm-hmm. and you want me to relive all my tragic situations. Mm-hmm. That's the only way that you're actually going to completely understand how that affects an individual like myself. Right. And it's a certain lens of ignorance that they have towards it, because, again, we have a lived experience that is vastly different from what they experience. And like you said, I can't educate you on something that I have to. <laughs> keep my head on a swivel right. every day about. So, yeah. But anyway, let's get into what we talking about. I'm just saying. I be saying that all the time, though, what you just said. And I and this and this is not why I advocate against it, but this is why I don't believe that we need to be going around living in a state of trying to educate ourselves about other people's communities and experiences. I don't need to educate myself on your community in order to respect that you are part Hooray. of a community and you mm-hmm. have a certain lifestyle. Hooray. Like, just acknowledge and accept that we have differences and right. it's different for you than it is for me and you don't need to spend time sitting down with every single person mm-hmm. to hear about their story hear about their background they're immersed in it 
take their word for what they say and respect that it's different, Correct. hear what they say and move on. Oh, I don't, that's why I, I don't need to sit around educating white people on blackness and all that. I don't think they just respect that. My blackness is not your whiteness. I respect mm-hmm. your whiteness is not my blackness. We right. live in harmony. We move on. We but that can that also part. go to other aspects of identity as well, but we're not going to get back into that. <laughs> Come on, bro. But five that plays. is something that cannot, that is something that cannot run, be changed. I run five plays. Every time. <laughs> that is something that work. cannot be changed. I run five plays. <laughs> but I, and, and I, and, and I will say this too, Mel, though, like, We should not have to educate somebody all the time. You're correct. And we have to be aware that people are not aware of our, uh, of our community. And, and, and what I will want to do is I want to show patience to those people who don't understand the community. Um, because I will want patience with me. If I don't, if I say something incorrect about someone sure. else's community, you know what I'm saying? So if I, terminology changes every single day. All the time. Every day. And so if I say something that was the right word yesterday, but it's not the right word today, well, please take the time out to educate me. Sure. You know what I'm saying? I had a, a family member um, who uh, who was born in the 40s, uh, says, says once she was like, uh, yeah, um, and uh, this is this girl I saw at the store. She was so pretty, a little Oriental girl. And I was like, Hey, hey, yeah. hey! We can't say Oriental. <laughs> no, no, we can't say Oriental. No, you can't say Oriental since, since like sixties or seventies. <laughs> what? Yes, you can say Oriental rug because that's what it is. But we you can't. Right. You can't Oriental? refer to you it. Identity for this, as... is, this, this is not me being condescending. This is a legit. Yeah, like a legit we cannot thing. say Oriental. You cannot say Oriental. You cannot call a people Oriental. Yes. Because it has a negative Asian. connotation right. that real? came, I, if I'm not mistaken, from one of the wars, probably the Vietnam War. Bruh, there's one of my neighbors. Now I can't even use the word because you just told me I'm not allowed <laughs> to use it. But I was I was talking to my spouse the other day because we were talking about 4th of July parties and this and that not sure. too long ago. And th- they be on the court. They be on the corner. They be jumping. They got a party every weekend. Mm-hmm. Their family members and everything. And then they was like, what's all that noise? What's all that noise outside? And I was like, you know, the Oriental family on the corner having a party on the weekend. But I was saying it to yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. describe. I didn't know that that was an offensive term. Yeah. So what yeah. is what should I? I just don't Ore- Oreos only. Oreo cookies, but not Oreo. <laughs> right. Told. Yeah. Probably say something like someone of Asian descent. descent right. Okay. Something like that. Oh, Asian Pacific Pacific Islander. Islander. Right. That that's Jesus. probably a little bit better, but but that but that, that that ties into my point. You know, you didn't know, so there were there had to be an educational moment just mm-hmm. now. You know what I'm saying? And you're a better person from it. You know what I'm saying? And so very similarly, you know, I know we don't want to educate people, but sometimes we we have, we have to. to. Right. Like just, just for instance, this uh this past weekend, somebody was trying to empathize with me, and um they were like, I want to hear your perspective as a oppressed black man in which I said I didn't mean well that. hey 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 real quick I don't identify as oppressed right right, right. my people are <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right 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 because of the <laughs> oppression of my ancestors I have a little bit more freedom in my mm-hmm. life and stuff like that so I don't identify as oppressed as my ancestors was now there are some people who still lived an oppressed lifestyle. Sure. So I'm not giving you a perspective of an 
uh, oppressed black man right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I am give I can give you a perspective of a black man in society who is uh, stereotyped oftentimes uh, because of my size and my color, who is also um, uh, what 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 do police do to black men oftentimes? Um, Profile. Profile. I'm all. I'm. I'm. I'm profiled on a regular basis. You know what I'm saying. So I can give you that perspective. But uh, and so that was an opportunity for me to educate. Do you know how appreciative that person was when I was like, "Hey, bro, that's probably not appropriate." He was like, "I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to." I, and this is from an individual who watches Fox News on a regular basis. You know what I'm saying? But doesn't necessarily I who watches Fox news, but doesn't, I don't know if you, I guess if you in that, I don't know what, regardless, but he's open to hearing other people's opinions. You know what I'm saying? And so when I, when I was able to talk to him, he was in a whole new world. So I know sometimes we don't, we as black people, we don't want to educate or we in our different communities, we don't, we don't want to educate. But if we want to see, society be more loving and accepting we do have to we have to take, take out some times to educate people sure no i agree with that i agree with that i ain't gonna argue with you not about that anymore. it's truly about i mean it's about like you said it's about education now that you have been educated what actions are you going to take to be a part of the solution and that's it right there yeah i can educate now that's and that's and i think that's the reason why people get upset yeah because i educate you and then you don't do nothing about it Correct. or in the case of i educated you I should expect other people to be educated. Now it's like, hold on, but you didn't change other people. You right. only changed this one individual right. right there. So you can't be mad that you educated this one person and then you still turn on the news and people still cutting up a fool somewhere else. Right. You know what I'm saying? You just know that your friend that you just educated ain't in that group of people no right. more. Correct. Mm. Correct. All right. Kick us off, right. man. Well, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is. We back uh, for Mike. another edition Another episode of the Melly D's Podcast. You know what's going on? It's your boy Melly Mel, a.k.a. Melly Badass, a.k.a. Meek Mel, a.k.a. your favorite truth teller, a.k.a. if you don't want to know, don't ask me. What's mm-hmm. going on? We back in this thing, man. We and back. It's, it's, we back. It's your boy T-Dive Roy, a.k.a. your neighborhood hope dealer, a.k.a. a soldier in the army of the Lord. <laughs> okay. You hear me? Do you hear me? Do you hear We're me? We're marching into the sound of the drums. soldier in the army. I'm a soldier in the army. Don't hurt him, T-Dive. Hey, you just got that. Just got out of prison clap. Right, he do. <laughs> C-Cup. On the hands. <laughs> hey, it's your boy, Dr. Life Coach Lace. We back for another one, aka NBA Old Boy, aka That's Possible, aka I'm Not With This. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> We That's hope y'all. Problem. We hope y'all appreciated that last uh, conversation that we had because that was really, really good. It was a good uh, one. And if you haven't seen it, you got to go check out the episode. Kiki, do you love me? Check Kiki, it out. do you love me? Are you writing? <laughs> hey, let me tell you who got a chokehold on the summertime. Drake does. Okay, let me tell you that right now. Why you say that? Because he's got a, such a chokehold on on music right now that I'm listening to AI music of Drake gotcha. just to satisfy me until the gotcha. next Drake album comes yeah, out. Yeah, he got enough music for you not to have to listen to AI Very versions true. of But I know every single word, okay? I'm trying to learn something new, okay? Okay. 
No, you're right though. There's generally two artists every summer: Drake, Chris Breezy. Brown. Crazy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Brown. Oh, all, you know, he, Chris Brown also has you're a right. Cold Drake and Breezy, and Baby is catching up. Yeah, very true. Yeah, very ba- true. Baby put himself in a dilemma. Kind of similar to the topic we're talking about <laughs> today, but he nah, put I'm not talking about a, that baby. I'm talking about little baby. You know, I still don't see what's so amazing. I, I like him. Don't do it. I'm not. I'm not trying to bash him. Don't do I'm it. Not trying to bash. And this is. And it, don't you do it. And this, this is one of the episodes I want to talk about being washed. Okay, because <laughs> I, I'm not keeping up with the new trends. You've been washed, bro. Okay, you say we or I stonewashed you. I'm definitely washed. I own okay, my washes. Right. I, own my I just want to make sure we in the same wash. Yeah, yeah, in the I same, own my You know, in the yeah, same... Uh, when young niggas at the, when young niggas in the gym talk, calling you OG, you washed. Hey. <laughs> you are. You're like, yeah, I'm not, I can't talk to OG like that. You're right. You that, is, that is true. That is true. Not there yet. You getting there. He's there. He I'm not there yet. He there, ain't nobody called me OG and unk and all that yet. I'm gonna you you, don't, you aren't in situations where people would call you that. Yes. And I'm going to tell you why you washed. Because I know for a fact. How the hell are you gonna tell me? <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you why. Because I guarantee that if you saw somebody out on your lawn of your house that isn't your family, you are gonna walk to that door and say, "Hey, get off my lawn." No one. That's a, that's a wash statement. That's not. That's, that's, a, that's, that's a wash statement. statement. That's not that's about wash being washed as much as it's about respecting. <laughs> See, the thing is, what Mel, what Mel hasn't put together. He, He's at a he's, he's at a different caliber now. Oh, I am. So once you at a different caliber, that contributes to your watch. I am. I was honest you, about you're that. You focused on different things, and like you said, get off my lawn. Get off my lawn. I can see him now with his <laughs> with his robe that he got for Father's Day. <laughs> hey you, hey you, get off my lawn. Oh, I'm gonna be in that robe, and, and I'll literally. be in that robe every morning in my lawn, taking my dog out for a walk. And you just said a little bit a little bit earlier. You buy clothes where you can find them. Now. <laughs> right. It ain't you. Now you that, don't. You don't. That won't hey, first of all, statements I've ever heard <laughs> hey, in my life. Hey. hey, man, where you get them at? Oh, I got them at. Oh, that's a wide first, ass hey. place to get them. First of you all, you gotta have a. You gotta have a membership. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta. You gotta show your receipt when you leave. That's washed, brother. <laughs> Mel, that type of nigga that go to the go to the spot, get a bag of grapes, and he walk around the store eating them before he buy them. Washed, washed ass nigga. I'm Yo, not there. Hey, I'm not there. Hey. First of all, you been no, there. Hold on, hold on. Lace, when we broke, <laughs> was, before we started this, he was eating a bag of grapes. I believe it. <laughs> Time out. I'm know? not washed. Okay. Time out. Time out. Okay. Time out. <laughs> Time out real quick. Real quick. Number one, you're not supposed to be telling everybody about my goddamn business. That's number one, bro. That was, I told you that secrecy and privacy. We just talked about this not too long ago in the episode. You ain't supposed to be telling my business, okay? Oh my goodness. I'm not washed. That's okay. first and foremost. And I'm not, I'm not washed, okay? I'm cultured, okay? Okay. Oh, my God. Hey, tomato, tomato. Lord have mercy. Oh. Tomato, tomato. Troy is trash. Why well, didn't I? First of all, I Troy didn't. Troy telling all I, my business. No, I that. told a part of it. He told the details. <laughs> I didn't. You need to get on him. Oh, bro. Never, never in bro. all my close to 40 years on this earth. <laughs> Have I ever asked Mel where'd you get something from? He won't able to throw out like, oh, this such and such. Oh, I got this. Okay. Okay. That's I got true. you know what I'm saying. Now we at the point where, oh, I just get close. <laughs> <laughs> 
I just buy okay, what I can Okay, okay. All right. Light wash. Washed. Light wash. <laughs> stone wash. Stone wash, light wash. No. Light, light wash, wash. Distress. <laughs> stone wash. <laughs> Y'all ain't because I still got a little gas in the tank. You know what I'm saying? I still got a little gas. There's some gas in the tank, Paul. You know, I'm getting where I'm going now. I'm getting where I'm going. That just caught me off guard. (laughs) Oh my goodness. All right, I ain't ashamed. I'm gonna talk about it now. We talking about it. Yeah, I get my clothes from anywhere. That's where I'm at with it now. I used to be, when I was younger, I used to be more worried about names and labels and things like right? that. Now, as long as I can make it look good, I don't care where I get it from. And that's the point right there, bro. We lived in a society where you only look good because of the label that was on you, not because you made it look good. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And nowadays, I'm coming to realize if I look good in it, that's only that's the only thing you should be that's worried about. That's all that matters. I dig it. Come on, I bro. dig it. That's all right. Light wash. Well, when did, it, when did that change, though? Because there was a time where we didn't have means and we did make what we had look good. Then we shifted to this mm. thing where we want to keep up with a certain image. So we bought the labels, this, that, and the third. Now it has shifted where, I mean, you got niggas thrifting. You got niggas out here you mean making, trying to make things look good that works for them. But that goes back to their identity and how they showcase that. I, I don't say, think that that's the case. You, I mean, whatever. I'm just saying. I would say, I would say it changed when responsibility kicked in Mm-mm, okay when responsibility kicked in and you had to be concerned about not just your gas and not just you know a phone bill when you had to start worrying about insurance <laughs> and lawn care, lawn lawn care, care. <laughs> and all that type of stuff i think that's when it starts to kick in because you start to realize your money don't stretch as much as it used to i feel it and so now you got to be able to get the best for your, your dollar. Priorities change. Yeah, your yeah, priorities change. I think, yeah. I think it's partly the, those responsibilities, but then also as you get older, you start to realize most of the stuff we cared about when we were younger ain't really don't mean nothing. Right. Like, yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like the labels on your clothes. Like we start mm-hmm. looking at it like it's idiotic. Like, nigga, you paid five hundred dollars for a pair of jeans. Right. Be realistic. What yeah, could yeah. You, what could you have done with that? But five, six years ago, hey, I spent five hundred. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. It ain't got five. And it was a flex. Yeah, yeah. But it ain't got five hundred in your account. You see exactly. It? Yeah. And I'm, people talk about it all the time. Is just like, hey, you can't have a car sitting on twenty inch rims and you pulling up to, you know, what I'm saying, something that you don't own. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that might be a characteristic of themselves and how they choose to, you know. Absolutely. I would much rather. I would much rather have. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I would much rather have a, a, a vehicle because. Um, all right, so when I go when I go for well, let me make my statement first. I would much rather own something that isn't as lu- luxurious and as far as a car and pull up to something that's super super nice. Uh, as far as like a house, right? Right. I got you. Like uh, the neighborhood that's right beside mine, um, it's like five hundred thousand dollar houses and up. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? These these big houses and stuff. Um, some of them almost a million dollars. And I, I I I exercise in that neighborhood because it's safe. Uh, <laughs> so I walk I walk up and down, you know, uh, get my little cardio in. And um, as I'm walking through the neighborhood, I'm these these million dollar houses. I'm seeing, you know, Rav fours. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm seeing Honda Accords. You know, now a Honda Accord is nice, mm-hmm. but I'm just it saying is. Honda Accord is nice. Honda Accord is really nice, but I'm just it saying nice. like. Uh, when you got a million dollar house, you're going to expect like a Bentley or something. You know what I'm saying? Or perhaps, you know, something. Um, At least a Tesla. 
a Tesla or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what you expect. But these people oh, in these in these areas that I've noticed, they're like, hey, this gets me from A to B. Right. That's the only thing I need it for. That's the goal. That's the goal. Yeah. I don't need to stunt on my neighbors because my kid got practice, so I need this mom van. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? This soccer van. I don't say mom van. I need this soccer van <laughs> to get back and forth from A to B, so I don't necessarily need, you know, the luxurious houses that, you know, I mean, the cars and stuff like that. So... What, what all that to say is priority shift and we come to realize that some of the things we put value in once before are not as important. Yeah, I dig it. I dig exactly. it. I dig I'm it. just saying. It's cool. I might be a little bit washed. Though. I but might hey, be light washed. Note, to, note for the viewers, if you buying clothes from a place you got to show your <laughs> membership card, you got to show your membership card and your receipt. You are washed. <laughs> now hold on. Now I bought I bought some draws from there once before because you get multiple in the pack. Why? Again, priorities. You trying to get? Wash. You trying? You trying Stone to get wash. multiple in a pack? That's no, you no. buying in bulk. Yes. I, 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 I'll tell you right now. Not to this day, I'm not buying a pack of draws that don't come with at least with two bonus. If I don't see bonus on, the, <laughs> if I don't see bonus on, if we go on that route. You know what I'm saying? That's I, true. But I, I mean, I just shop on Amazon now. I did for, for draws. And stuff I like Amazon, yeah, most, man. Amazon clothing is coming up too. Well, you can get anything on there. You can. So, the only yeah. problem is you just can't size it. You can send it back. Pause. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> How's that a pause? It's all good. You missed it. It'll catch you later. The problem is you can't. You don't know exactly how it's going to fit because a lot of these clothing are coming from overseas, yep. and so their cuts are a little bit different from right. the cuts that we have here. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And we eat a lot of McDonald's and Bojangles and KFC here, so <laughs> that is body true, types bro. That is true. Yeah, that is very so true. Absolutely. BMI off. You said what? BMI off. Yeah. Oh yeah, big off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> off. I stepped on the scale last night, bro. I was I was depressed. Word? Thoroughly, yes. Because how much, I, weigh, I how much did you weigh? I, I still weigh my football weight. And what? And you I have answer the question. I asked you a direct <laughs> question. <You> just, <laughs> I ain't finna tell all of them nothing. But you comfortable telling at them my business? Two, at least two. I didn't tell your <laughs> business. At least two forty, two fifty, close. Two seventy, nah, bro. Two seventy. Really? Yes. What's wrong with that? I'm not playing football no more. <laughs> That's walk around with. I have not played. Let football. them know you big out here, Troy. Paul. I have not played football coming up. Let on them know, bro. This how you walking around. Coming up on 20 years, I ain't played football. Okay. There's no reason why I should be. And the and the weight that I had then was muscle. Yeah, I feel it. I feel it. I mean, just. Well, it's a journey. Workout. Yeah, it's a journey. You know what I'm saying? Get some Work cardio out. in. That's the reason why I'm in the million dollar neighborhoods walking around. Eat, and eat stuff a little like better. That. You know what I mean? You'll be all right. Yeah, that's basically it. You know, Lace was Husky K through 36. Yes. <laughs> and that worked out for hey, you. See how that worked look out? Look at me. Dad bodying it. <laughs> Dad bodying it. <laughs> so you just slow down, bro. You know what I mean? It's all good. Uh, I'm, I'm dad botting it from now on. It's all good. But For the real? thing is, Husky Lace was an asshole. I'm not an asshole anymore. Mm. So, yeah. Wait, do you New think... New information you to me. I know. Do you <laughs> First of all, f*** you. <laughs> <laughs> What's your question? <laughs> New information to me. Did you... Did you... Do you think your... Do you think the food was a part of your transformation or what was, what was a part of your... I mean, of course, as far as your physical transformation, what is, yeah. was also a part of your mental transformation? Yeah, it's just a different, like you said, different priority. You know what I mean? Focused on um, health, being healthier mentally, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's a holistic piece more than the physical. Yeah. More than the physical. Interesting. Yeah. So what we talking about today, fellas? What we on? 
Melvin had a good had a good video that he found upon the internet. Um, so no, we can get into it. I was uh, on the internet not too long ago, like most people, and there was this uh, clip circulating on TikTok, and I, where I saw it first, and then it came up again on Twitter and started a big discussion about this uh, trans person who uh, was transitioning from female to male and was basically describing their experience uh, in manhood and how it basically wasn't what they expected it to be and how they've come to all these realizations about what it actually feels like to be a man in society and, you know, um, and we're just speaking to the experience, better understanding of things like why the suicide rate is so high, why it's so difficult for men to connect or how lonely men can feel at times as they navigate through life because they really don't have as many resources or connections as people think we have, you know, as we navigate this process. And I just thought it was a, a great conversation for us to have because there is this myth that everything is just so easy for us. Like, manhood is easy everyone wants to be a man they want they feel like they want to that we're getting to do something that they can't do mm-hmm. not realizing that there are a lot of things that we can't do mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. we don't get to benefit from that we don't have the same advantages to do um and they just don't really understand at times how difficult it can be to live in this skin you know so <clears throat> instead of talking about the clip i was gonna have lace play it so that everyone else can kind of catch up to where we are nobody in told me how it's lonely <laughs> being a man is i had closer friendships with random women i met in the bathroom before i transitioned at clubs because of how open women are than i had in my eight years of transitioning because women are just so much more vulnerable and deep than men but to have known and i think a lot of trans men feel this is we knew what depth felt like before we transitioned we knew what it felt like to like have people want to hug us and to have people want to talk to us and have a community and then you transition and you're just a guy walking down the street that people cross the street so that they're not near you and friendships are so much harder to build and people are colder. And what's hard is none of this invalidates how real and raw women and people who are in marginalized groups feel about cis white men. All of that's valid. But I also now understand why the suicide rate is so much higher in men. Cause this shit is lonely. And I'm an emotionally mature man. I know how to build friendships, and it is still really, really hard. Try to think about how you can, in your small little community where you feel safe, can reach out to the men in your life and just help them feel maybe seen for a moment. Or do do little, little conversations to help their emotional maturity so that they can reach out to people and have deeper guy friendships. What's the title of that video? The title of the video is, let's see here. That's not the title of it. I think that's just the caption. Oh, oh. Yeah, so it, uh, <laughs> the, yeah, it's just a, a particular caption from um, this individual. So, yeah. Mm. So, we're not necessarily talking about the community of. No, absolutely not. No. Uh, so, we're not, we're not, I'm making that clear right now before we get into this conversation. When I'm not talking about this from the standpoint of the trans community or the transition or anything like that. I'm, I'm not focused on that. I'm focusing on 
the realization that this person came to that manhood is not easy. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. to a certain degree, certain aspects of their lifestyle were easier before they transitioned. Mm -hmm. You know, so um, again, there are a lot of myths around what people perceive our lifestyles to be like, not realizing uh, again, how, how difficult it can be most days to be a male or be a man because we use words like patriarchal society and all those types of things. So we just believe that because the 1% of a certain group of men are experiencing a certain lifestyle, that it's the same for all of us. Mm -hmm. And that's not necessarily the case because we don't have, I'm not going to say we, not all of us have the same lifestyle or advantages as per se a 1% male who has power and control of policy procedure of financial gain and stuff like that. So largely uh, a lot of the time we spent is, I'm not going to say in struggle, but it is in uh, work uh, for a better, uh, lack of better words or tilling of the ground, I will say of trying to navigate space and live in a society that is largely thankless for what you do, do and provide because they already think you have all the advantages anyway. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? So it's like being a man is very difficult. It's very hard. It's a very thankless job. It's not a, um, a thing that a lot of people want to do as we see a lot of people have quit it because it is so hard What she's talking about. uh, They are talking about the, um, Suicide, suicide rates right. and mm-hmm. things like that. A lot of men check out because it is difficult to deal with. It is hard mm-hmm. to live and navigate. So I just want to talk about it um, from that standpoint of just shedding light, being reflective, and just being more so like candid about the male experience, I guess. Yeah. Is where I'm going with it. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, and one of the things I think that makes it tough for men, uh, we, we, we've touched on this before, but uh, for me, what makes it tough for me um, and I, and I wouldn't change it for the world, but it is being a protector and being a provider. Those are two things that stress me out on a regular day basis. Mm. And one thing about the provision piece is like, you can work towards that, but even that, that could be very troublesome. That could be very, mm-hmm. you know, toiling and, uh, overwhelming, but the protection part is something that it's at one point you just have to let control, let, let, uh, let loose of control sometimes. And I, um, and specifically on protection is just like when you're in my vicinity, I feel as though I want, I have a desire to protect like my family, my loved ones, my friends and things of that nature. But when they go out into the world and they leave from my, from my presence, Mm -hmm. I have to trust that they'll be safe. Mm Mm-hmm. And that they got home. That's the reason why we ask people, hey, man, when you get home, shoot me a text. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because we we're concerned about people's safety. We want them to be, you know, uh, want them to be uh, safe and stuff like that. So and, and it could be overwhelming. It could be overwhelming because you got those things on your mind. I dig that. I think that the the excerpt from the video is interesting, um, primarily because this individual still has a certain level of privilege that we will never be able to experience. I mm-hmm. mean, they transit, they are a uh, white individual who transitioned from a female to male. Again, I, I appreciate their desire, their willingness to explore that about their identity and transition. But at the end of the day, although there is an emotional difference, um, they still have a white male experience, although it's not mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <clears throat> one that is to be discounted because they have, they do see, they will have to nav- navigate barriers, et cetera, but it's still an experience that we will not have. 
um, because they are a part of a privileged group that, you know, we, we will never get to explore, have that, uh, that understanding. Aside from protection and provision, Troy, I think one of the um, key things that stood out to me and one of the, the, I would say the things that is, I don't want to say hard for me as a male, but something that I always push for or believe in. And that's like being heard. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's why I'm always so focused on telling the truth and staying 10 mm-hmm. toes down and speaking when people don't want you to speak and saying what people don't mm-hmm. want you to say and those type of things, because a lot of men tend to be quiet about their life, about their opinions, their thoughts, because they believe that no one cares, that no one's listening and largely because no one cares and no one listens. Mm-hmm. And I think that, um, this person had a similar experience before they transitioned. And that's why it was so devastating for them to mm-hmm. realize this thing that men for centuries have been saying that this is what we deal with. This is what lifestyle, but everyone's like, all right, shut up. What is suck it up is manhood, put a bandaid on it, mm-hmm. whatever. And then yeah. I'm sure that before they transitioned, they heard plenty of other men talk about being lonely or struggling or mm-hmm. having trouble connecting this and that. And probably thought, you know, what is men, men complaining? Men, men rule, rule the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so what, but then it took them being in our shoes for eight years to realize like, all right, don't nobody give a damn about men. <laughs> like no one, no one cares about men. No one pays attention to them. If they see us on the street, they look at us as aggressors, predators, whatever, you know what I'm saying? And even, you know, to your point about the white male experiences versus the black male experience, mm-hmm. which is totally different. Yeah. Um, there is still a commonality that exists across ethnicities where men, lar- people just largely do not care about men in general. So you yeah, know, I, so. I will agree with that. And I think too, the other piece um, that is worth saying is around, Yes, this is a social construct of, you know, not valuing men in certain aspects. But a lot of that is self-imposed. You know, growing up, you 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 fall as a child. What's your pop say? Stop crying. That's an emotion. Crying is an emotion. Yes. You're reacting to the pain. Yes. Stop crying. Men don't cry. So a lot of that stuff is just ingrained in us mm-hmm. from how we were developed and raised to understand what manhood is. So if that is how we were taught, that it only expands out to how other people view other identities view the male experience. So I think it's a, it's a both end in some capacities where it is the worldview, but it's also the internal view of how we've been taught. Yes. Specifically on the emotion part, like when we were kids, we were told to suppress it boys, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And teenagers, like even, I remember even in high school, you know, you know, uh, Hey man, don't you be crying around here? Cause there's wolves around here. You mm-hmm. get eaten up, you know? Yeah. Um, and then <clears throat> as I am becoming older, I don't know what it is, but I'm becoming more emotional mm. or a desire to want to express my emotion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't necessarily have an outlet because I've been conditioned for so long to not express it. So yeah. I don't even know that I can go to my brother and be like, Hey man, I'm going through this and that and the fourth and the other, because what in my mind, what I'm saying is I don't want to tell him about this because he may think less of me as right, a, right. as a man, mm-hmm. <laughs> literally as a man. Yeah. But we, we do go through. Um, and I, I'm thankful for those outlets that I do have, but, and, and not, but, and when those outlets, when I use them, I feel bad because I just told you about the emotions I had yesterday. Well, today I got some new emotions. Sure. I don't, I feel like I'm wearing my brother out now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I can't even share. And, uh, and because, okay, so it's difficult to share with our brothers. It's even more difficult to share with the opposite sex, you know, specifically my wife, you know, cause 
I have this mentality that I have to be strong and stuff like that. And I feel as though if I show some, some sign of weakness, this then, uh, makes me incapable of leading my household, mm -hmm. you know, you know, and things of that nature too. So it, what ends up happening is you implode internally and you don't get an opportunity because you don't get an opportunity to release. So it, it just, the, uh, in, internally you just build up all this stuff and then you just collapse inside. So let me ask you a question. Why is it viewed at you showing the same emotions that every Human being has, we all have emotions. Yes. So why is it coined as weakness? If you were to show that, show and, that. And I, I, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I think it's a, I think it's a matter of, you know, a situation like, um, because it's fresh and it's new, you just automatically categorize it as how you've always seen it. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Um, so <clears throat> until you actually ride a bicycle, uh, you're afraid of riding a bicycle because you fell off once and then you hurt yourself, you know, something like that. But if you get back on it, you realize you can be in control of it. But because I haven't even, I haven't exercised expressing my emotion so much, it's such a fear to get back on and try to do so. Gotcha. You know? So I think um, twofold, going back to what Lay said, and I'm going to go to what you said um, about as boys, when we're told to, you know, stop crying, close our emotions and this and that. Um, do you think that our uh, fathers and mothers and things like that, do you think that they really did not want us to express emotion? Or do you think that they were trying to prepare us for the world that they knew we had to live in where people would not largely care about our tears or uh, our emotions or our reactions to things? So do you think it was more of, yes, I understand what you're dealing with, but you can't sit and cry in that because once you get out here in the world, ain't nobody going to care about mm -hmm. those tears that you have and you're going to have to do something about it. So do you think that it really came from a place of them just hating or viewing our emotions as weakness or more so as like preparation for the life that this man, that this boy going to have to live when he yeah. gets older? Well, I think it could be a, a bit of both, but I do think that at the core of it, if you cannot express your, your emotions appropriately, as Troy mentioned, you could implode and do something crazy that's going to be more detrimental to you um, down the line. So I think we have to f be able to explore that in a space where we can figure out what works for us as far as how we showcase emotions, how we share emotions, being emotionally available, those kinds of things, because at the end of the day, it is it's only detrimental to you um, in the long run. So I think it's something that we have to make a conscious effort on shifting that narrative uh, holistically. Yeah. And we need outlets. Yeah, gotta have, gotta have appropriate outlets where you can showcase emotions in a in a space that is considered safe and it won't be weaponized against you. Because a lot of times, showcasing emotions um, can be weaponized as well. So you gotta be able to do that in a, a space where it's accepted. Yeah, because uh, I was um, I'm not sure if y'all noticed, but uh, uh, Insecure got moved to Netflix. Yeah, yeah, it's on Netflix. Now. First of all, if I'm reliving. <laughs> I, mean, well, I already started watching. I, I me too, <laughs> and it's like, man, I forgot how good good of a show this is, and um, I forgot which episode it is in the first season. But one person, uh, uh, Issa's character, ran into an old friend of hers. I think it was Issa ran into an old friend of hers, and she was like, um, "Yeah, girl, what you been up to?" It's like 
Oh, it was Molly. I'm sorry. It Molly. Molly. Yeah, Molly. Her friend who was going to a therapist. Yes. Mm-hmm. And her, her friend said she was going to a therapist and was like, yeah, it's been so freeing, you know, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all this type of stuff. And Molly laughed and was like, you, I'm, she didn't laugh in the face. Like, but later on. You ain't crazy, are you? Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. So then, oh, so that's another thing yeah. uh, in our community is, you know, you can't even go to a therapist to talk about how you feel because you, because it's. Only crazy people do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then... Isn't there a difference between a therapist and a counselor? Well, a therapist executes counselor. Yeah, both of them are the same. Are they the yeah. same? Don't one have more authority than the other? Like, a therapist can prescribe medication, a but... Psychologist. A psychologist. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm not an LPC. A I'm, I'm trying to get the terms. Psychiatrist. Yeah, because, you I mean, you have a multiple kind. I mean, you go to yeah. PT. That's therapist and therapy, so. Therapists and counselors are the same, and a psychiatrist is... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, different. all right, all right. Yeah. Um... But yeah, that that there's there's that. But here's the crazy part. <laughs> crazy part about being crazy. Um, the funny thing is, if you don't go talk to somebody about it inside of yourself, you start to think, "Am I crazy? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Am I crazy?" And then eventually, you potentially could go crazy. Right. Half the half the battles that I go through is just like I see the world as one way. And then I know someone else sees the world as a different way. And I'm like, how come I can't see it as they see it? Mm. And so then when I try to go to that person to talk about it and they explain it, I'm like, I don't understand how you can still see it like that and not see it my way. Mm. And so then it's just like, am I crazy the way that I? And and the reason why that reason why I bring that up is because every single day through our cell phone, through our TV, through the music we listen to. We are being inundated with different points of view of yeah. how we should view life. And then when you take it in and you were like, I, I, when you value someone that gives you a new way of looking at something and you don't agree with it, you're like, why am I on the outside? And no one wants to be on the outside. Hmm. No that's one, a, that's no an interesting one, take. No one likes to be on the outside of, in the sense of, if you if you want to be countercultural because countercultural because that's who you are, that's what's up. But some that's people rarely. some people don't want to be countercultural. They want to be. It's a form of acceptance. I want to be accepted. Mm-hmm. I want to be accepted not only in uh, amongst people but like also in thought. And so when my thought is not also accepted, it's just like internally I'm like, dang, I'm an outsider. Yeah, and it's a feeling of isolation, mm-hmm. and that's a and that's one thing that men feel like they deal with sometimes is isolation. isolation. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of that uh, I would say is definitely um, perception and perspective, um, because I actually enjoy having a different thought process sure. than other people, and it's not about uh, I understand the acceptance from um, feeling like you're a part of, but also I can accept you for your diversity of thought. Right. So I, I think it, it depends on how it is coined and how you internalize that in a lot of ways as well. Because again, if we did, if we all thought the same, then it would be just as lame as, you know, Kiki's boyfriend getting mad at her for having her, <laughs> having her cheeks out. You know what I'm saying? That's hella lame. So no, we, I appreciate the diversity of thought and, and the difference. And in that, I do understand. And you got to mind, mind you, like, yes, I'm 39 years old, but, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 year old Troy still lives with this 39 year old. You know what I'm saying? I dig it. And you know, back in middle school, it was all about if you was outside of the in crowd, 
it was torture. Mm-hmm. It was torture. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but as I've grown older, I've gotten to a point of realizing, and I'm sorry, Mel, if I'm monopolizing go where, the point. Go where you're going. I'm, I'm sorry. That, uh, when, I, when I've gotten older, I've come to realize that I can't necessarily, I'm not going to fit in everyone's in crowd. You know right. what I'm saying? And uh, case in point. Uh, the last one of the one of the times we recorded, I got roasted for the first fifteen minutes because I looked like a camp counselor. You know what I'm saying? Because of the <laughs> because did. of the dash shorts, shorts was that, wide as hell though. The, and I and you know what? I wore them same shorts today, <laughs> as you should. <laughs> and and right. I realized that's just not that's just not y'all's cup of tea. But for me, it works. Right. That's all that matters. For me, it works. Yeah. Mel wore some wore some shoes that I did not particularly like. But I was like, you know what, Mel? And I actually, I kind of, I love them joints fire too. I don't think they are, but at the same time, I'm glad you feel comfortable in doing that. And I right. actually, I actually feel bad because I came out my mouth because it's like, yo, I, I, I might have said something that might have isolated my brother. I know you don't care. I know you don't <laughs> care. I know you don't care. Mm-hmm. But my idea is not to try to make you feel you. isolated. You yeah. know what I'm saying? The whole matter. I got you. That's the wholesomeness coming out. It is. Ain't nothing wrong with being wholesome. Nothing at all. I'm not. I, no, the, okay, so Troy, going back, you said that men have an issue with sharing. Sharing. Uh, and a lot of people say that. Um, and I think that there's levels to sharing. And I think that it leans more towards what Lace was saying. I don't think that we as men have an issue sharing. I think that when we get amongst ourselves and we it's just the fellas and the, we share a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we just talk. We openly talk. Things start to come out. We feel... Like we in a safe space, we just start sharing our real thoughts, feelings, and emotions, et cetera, regardless of how our boys fries up. Like we talk about somebody that we like, and somebody be like, Man, you know she a hoe, you know she be out here. <laughs> Fine no, with me. That, I'm but bro we still ho. talk, you know what I'm saying? Fine we still talk about it anyway, or we talk about a certain situation, you be like, you need to stop being so emotional or something like you know, yeah, but yeah. I feel like we do share. I feel like the area where we struggle with sharing is with the opposite sex to what you brought up because of the weaponization of it. Because if I share something with y'all, unless it's like a joking manner or something, whatever, you're not going to turn that information on me maliciously later mm-hmm. on. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to use it as a weapon against me. Maybe. What, give me an example. <laughs> we talking about we talking about Troy. Most mo, mostly, well, you're not going to use it. You shared, you know, where you do your shopping. So that, was, but that was joking though. <laughs> everyone was joke. Everyone was joking, calling each other wash this and that. It wasn't like your intent was to hurt, hurt me you. or yeah, yeah. or mm-hmm. stab me with this information because. We're in a situation now, and I don't like what you're doing, so I'm going to use it. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? As a weapon against you, and I think that's the area of struggle with um, men sharing and not, you know, what I'm saying, not being heard. And I think that, like I said, that's one of my biggest things about not being heard or someone misinterpreting what I'm saying because they're not actually listening to right. what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So, like, those are I think the things that um, struggle with me because when I'm with the guys and I and I talk and this and not. Obviously, I have a podcast, so it's funny that I don't talk a lot. Like, when I'm off the podcast, I don't talk a lot. But when I'm on, I talk for, you know, entertainment, the camera, this and that. But um, so I get offended if I'm talking and I feel like no one's listening or I feel like they're not interpreting properly what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Because I'm like, I'm not someone who talks a lot anyway. So the fact that I am talking means that I believe that what I'm saying is important. So you're not like what? Now, my question for that. Why are you giggling? (laughs) But it's just a funny uh, train of thought. It's a funny train of thought. Well, and and, and then, I'll let Troy speak for the reason. <laughs> and I think the reason why he laughs is because it is. It's like, oh, okay, for for that case, you get you will get passionate if someone gives you some pushback, right? Uh, what do you mean by passionate? Uh, you will you you stand ten toes down. 
I basically that's what I'm saying. You stand ten toes down on what you think. You're hard to be persuaded. Oh yeah, 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 of nature. yeah. So when I when uh I just want to so I want to clarify because like when you share with us, don't think that we don't understand or in the moments where you feel like cats don't understand you, like specifically with us, we hear you. We may not have the same point of view. Yeah, I don't. You don't have to agree. Oh, okay. You don't. No, I don't expect so what, no one to agree. I'm talking about mis misinterpreting what I'm saying. What saying right? Like oh, okay, you okay, can, gotcha. if you interpret properly what I'm saying, and you disagree, I'm. I don't. I'm mm-hmm. fine with that. Okay. Disagree. Gotcha. I don't care if you disagree. I'm, I like to debate anyway. When I am, y'all see me. I like. I get past my all my arguing a little bit about something. Mm-hmm. So if you disagree, that's fine. I just don't want you saying something that I didn't say, yeah, or yeah, yeah. hearing something that right. I didn't. Pre, you know, present yeah, to you. Yeah, yeah. So not necessarily that doesn't that bothers me, but not as much as um if I am taking time to talk and then I feel like you're not listening. Mm-hmm, you know what mm-hmm, I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or are you like, um I I'll use my wife as a case study. A lot of times she wants me to talk with her, interact and share my thoughts and feelings about certain things so that she can feel connected to me in a way. But if I start talking and then she gets on her phone or she starts scrolling something, or she multitasks, multitask. If she multitasks, or she starts talking to the kids or something while I'm talking, she feels like she's listening. But to me, you ain't listening. You're not listening. Mm-hmm. You're yeah, not yeah. listening. You're not engaged in the conversation. So then I'm like, this conversation is over with. Mm-hmm. In my head, I'm like, this conversation is over with because you're not even listening to what I'm saying. So why am I wasting my breath? Now I'm gonna have to backtrack what I just said. Yeah, so yeah. all right, it's over with. So then I literally just, and I know it bothers her. I literally just like, it's cool. It's whatever. Conversation over with. And I do that to a lot of people in general just because, and I don't know if it's a bad thought, but because I don't talk a lot, when I do talk. I want your attention, yeah. I believe it to be important because I'm choosing to open my mouth about it. So then mm-hmm. I want people to listen and be engaged in what the hell I'm saying. And that's why I chuckled because I think that the expectancy because you don't talk much and then to expect somebody to just be like. <laughs> I knew that. See, uh, see, like, I know okay, that he's right. See, this nigga talking, so let me. <laughs> And yeah, exactly. And, and see, that's what I said. I don't know if it's a bad thought or not, but it's like, but it's just like for real. Like, if you know, if you know that I'm getting outside myself, mm-hmm. then you have to know that what I'm talking about isn't. I'm not talking about a stranger, right? Like we, someone that I'm in community mm-hmm. commune with. So like, if I, if you can see that I'm getting outside myself, mm-hmm. then it must be important. So then, to not listen or not you know, hear what I'm saying or whatever, that's what offends me. Right, well, to not necessarily, they could be listening, it's just the fact how they are listening as well that irritates you because you just said that they um, are multitasking, not paying attention in the way that you think that they should, that it pisses you off. I ain't saying you got to sit like with your... (laughs) (laughs) I ain't ain't saying you got to... talking. You know, I ain't saying you got to... I'm not saying you got to do all that, but like legit, if I'm... uh, If we having a conversation and I, I do it to people I don't necessarily have to be looking at you to hear mm-hmm. you know what you're talking about but I'm engaging in the conversation but if you talking to me say you're talking to me about something and then in the middle of what you're talking about I start talking to Troy mm-hmm. you know I'm not listening yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know I'm not listening yeah. or I pick up my phone I start scrolling I'm like mm-hmm, alright yep mm-hmm. you're gonna be like this nigga's not listening I got you so then that's when I'm like alright this conversation's over with yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's whatever so I think that's the, the being her part and maybe that's why I advocate so much for men's continuing to speak no matter what mm-hmm. whether they feel like someone's listening do you think that's a dogmatic approach though to be like the conversation's over just because somebody may have done xyz to make you think they weren't listening do you think that's pretty dogmatic um google dogmatic <laughs> <laughs> 
Troy Google dogmatic. Uh, but while Troy Googling dogmatic, um, uh, dogmatic. The definition is to uh, incline, incline to lay down principles as incontrovertibly true. So essentially, you think they're not listening, so I'm just going to dead the conversation. Yeah. Like, do you think that's a... No. Okay. The other <laughs> the other uh, similar words are opinionated, assertive, uh, imperative. Okay, yes, I'm all those things. That right. <laughs> Y'all niggas need a f***ing dictionary. I'm ta- but that's why I tell them to look it up. Definitions are important. Context is key. So I, like, I need to know what you ask me before I say yes or no. So do I think it's a dogmatic approach? If I feel like two, it takes two people to have a conversation, and mm-hmm. I feel like I'm overworking in the process, you not meeting me equally in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Do I think it's dogmatic for me to be like, "Are this conversation is dead"? I don't think so. Got you. Okay. I, I mean, how can I? No, who I'm would want to keep talking? Who would want to keep talking to someone if they feel like they're not listening I or engaging you know, in the conversation? You know, I've I'm I'm trying to be more patient with people and and in a sense of if I do feel like that, like I'm not being paid attention to. I'll just be like, hey, if I can, let me just get a few more minutes of your time and you can go do whatever you can. Can can you put down your phone? You know, something like that. I'm trying to get, I'm, I'm working up that uh, bravery to be like that more often than than none to just uh, abort mission, you know, of conversation. And then I feel some type of way, you know what I'm saying? Because that's one thing that I'm learning too. I don't always have to bear the burden of some, of the feelings in the in the time being. You know what I'm saying? So now I feel disrespected, right? You showing you showing me disrespect. Hey, real quick, I just want to let you know uh, we're not paying attention to each other. I want to get your attention for a little bit. Okay, so you're gonna feel a little bit what I'm feeling. Mm. You know, that's a that's a passive aggressive way of saying uh you disrespecting me. Mm-hmm. Give me your attention. So I that's what I'm trying to do now more. Because I, I I'm with you. I feel as though what I have to say is important. I don't, I try not to force my opinions on other people. I state my opinion, but I try not to force my opinion on others. And, um, and what, but when I'm sharing, I want to be heard because I'm going to give you the same amount of attention too. Mm -hmm. But for me, it's not about the same amount of attention. You asking me for this, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like you want me to share, you want me to engage you in this way or whatever. And then when I'm doing what you asked me, now you're not paying attention. This conversation over with because now you wasting my time. I'm wasting my words. What's that movie that Eddie Murphy was in? We had a certain amount of words. Oh, yeah, and the yeah. fall a off thousand the words or something uh, like that. There was he, every time he talked to yeah, a leaf yeah, yeah. fall. That's mm-hmm. me. I got enough leaves on the tree for the words. I got, mm-hmm. I got to preserve them. If you ain't going to listen to what I'm talking about, then this conversation's over with. Nah, I feel it. I feel it. So is that a, is that a wrong thought lace for me to? Oh no, I'm not. Yeah, like, I was just curious. I'm not saying that it's wrong. I know that's why you was giggling earlier, Troy. Didn't it was. Know. I that, knew that why you was giggling. Yeah, it is why because you was like, I, you want my full attention because I don't talk much. So it's just the expectation of or how you want to engage in that kind of conversation. I, I knew that's why I giggled, but I wanted to give you my attention. <laughs> right. My bad for laughing. I, I don't want the conversation to end because I chuckled. My no, bad. see, I my bad. That's what I'm saying. I ain't like that. So I'm. I just. Um, the myths are the it's just the the myths around manhood. Like we don't share. Like that's not true. We sharing. We sharing right now. We you got to hear. It, we share once a week. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like listening, hearing, and being involved. The issue is not that men don't share. Is that people don't listen. Mm-hmm. People don't listen to the that we say stuff that we say. I'm trying not to cuss. Well, yeah, I, I think I think the the biggest thing too. You mentioned listening and hearing. They're two different things. So you can 
listen and not hear and vice versa. So you can hear without listening as well. So I think it goes both ways, but that's true. That's real. And we have seen that people do not care to listen to anything based Fact. upon a lot of the posts that we've been making on social media. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Cats do not listen to, they, they, they come in there with their presuppositions of what they already think and they project it upon us and it's like, hey, we just here to share how we feel. I wasn't you know even saying that. Okay. No, I'm not talking about you. I'm just saying like. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. wasn't even saying that. Like, I'm, I'm not even saying what you're trying what to say. What you even right, saying? Right, right, what you right. insinuating that I'm saying? I'm but not it's easy to be biased and and draw a preconceived notion because that's the that's what we do. We do that with everything because it's easy. Yeah, it's, it's easy. easy. It don't for require me. no work. It don't require no work, no brain function, no nothing. I can automatically just present to you my 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 opinion because I've already written it out on my heart on my mind. So I just give it to you without me having to make any edits based upon what you may have said. I just want to give you what I. Yeah, yeah, I feel it. I feel it. Yeah. But uh but all in all, I do believe manhood manhood does have ha- does have difficulties. Absolutely. And, but it, uh, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. it's on us as men to work our way through it. And I'm not trying to say just be a man. That's not what I'm trying to say. What I am trying to say is the avenues in which we are afraid to go down, we might have to journey. You got to. Yeah, you got to take the journey. We going to have to try. We might have to talk to somebody that's outside of our family about some issues that are going on yeah. to give us a diversity of thought. Mm-hmm. Or we may be able to, we may have to, you know, find somebody who's non-biased, such as a counselor or something like that to work through things, um, to, to deal with our emotions and some things that might have happened in the past that we don't even realize is still affecting us to this day. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you look at, you, you mentioned insecure in Molly's character. She had the most going on. She the one who needed a mother counselor. She needed one. You know what I'm saying? But the, again, it goes back to perspective. Perspective. And v- v- how we view things from a cultural be- lens as well as what we want to do internally to make ourselves better. Um, so it, it, it's, it goes both ways. It yeah, goes both ways. definitely goes both ways. Um, did you share how you thought manhood is most difficult for you yeah. personally? Uh, yeah, I did. Okay. You know what? And you just pissed me off. <laughs> Troy just pissed me off. Oh, because you when he goes he back listen. and yeah, exactly yeah, 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 when he yeah. goes back and listens to this case study. This I is just, exactly no, what I'm. Listen, this is live. Listen, listen, listen. This is a live example no. of what I'm talking about. No, right no, 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 no. Listen, I'm not to really me. pissed off. Troy, listen to saying. me, but listen to me. I just I, I'm I'm reflecting the pack. <laughs> I'm, I'm reflecting back on me. Mm-hmm. I talked a lot, mm-hmm. and I just want to make sure that everyone else I had the opportunity. You were able to capture what he was saying. You just want to make sure. Cool, and I just want to make. I thank you for. But it does go back to how one can perceive. What you did, and you were actually trying to be intentional and inclusive. So it's you like were I said, trying to be intentional and inclusive. It goes both ways. It goes I both ways. I get what you're trying to. We're trying to do. I got. I run five plays, did, y'all. I run five the plays. The fact that you did not hear me present my issues. No, is no, no, another, no. I'm joking. It's not that. It's look, that look, look, I look, thought look, that look. you were more so commenting on the things that I was saying, and my my. My perspective was more so the focus of conversation. Now I did hear you when you said, you know, you, you weren't you weren't heard and stuff like that. But I just want to make sure I'm not saying all that your I'm bases were covered. I'm not saying that I'm not personally heard. I was saying that I think that that's one been one of the biggest struggles for me in manhood about uh, men not being heard, like no one listening to them when they mm-hmm. speak. I think that is, for lack of better words, problematic. 
Um, but no one cares about it because no one largely cares about men and what they think because they're so worried about the advantages that they think we already have. And when you believe that someone already has a certain number of advantages, you don't want to hear them talk about struggle and what they got going on. Mm -hmm. You start to think like, just like black people do with white people. They start complaining to us. We like, you white, we don't want to hear that. Mm -hmm. You got got all the advantages. So we don't even listen to what they say largely because we feel like they already have yeah, everything they need already. So why are you complaining to me about someone who I, who believes himself to be lacking in you know certain areas or whatever? So I think that people look at men the same way, and that's what I'm saying about not listening to what we have to say because they view the world from the one percent that is constantly displayed. Y'all got everything. Y'all get to do. Y'all get to do everything. How come? Uh, you get to walk around with your shirt off, but I can't walk around with my cakes out at the oh Usher concert. Oh my god! And you can. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just it's it's, it's 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 just. Please walk around. <laughs> And this is ex- that that perspective <laughs> is exactly why exactly I do not want you to walk around with your cakes out. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Do, do it because you can. Do it because you. I'm can. I'm just saying. I, so that that was probably the biggest. I say the biggest uh, <laughs> challenge of navigating uh, other outside of um just constantly being tired. Because you're always trying to figure out how to get it done, like mm-hmm. how to get everything done, like to what you was talking about earlier about protection and provision, like whether we want to um, acknowledge it or not or what, however people feel about it, uh, men have a large responsibility of making sure that everyone around them is good, you know, mm-hmm. and depending on the situations that you're in, you could be being split um, in multiple ways. Like we we are, you know, more than one thing, they, all, they all love to talk about how a, a mother's job is never done or a woman's job is never done. But look at the job that we have. My job is making sure that you're able to do your job. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like making sure you're in a position to be able to do and give and be and all those things. And like look at the multifacets of just me, the person. You know what I'm saying? I'm somebody's husband. I'm somebody's daddy. I'm somebody's son. I'm somebody's grandson. Somebody's nephew. Somebody's cousin. Somebody's brother. I'm somebody's coach on the basketball team. I'm somebody's podcast, you know, host. I'm somebody's counselor, confidant. Like that's just 10 things that I'm expected to be on a daily basis. And mm-hmm. I'm always expected to have energy to do and give and manage all of those things that's around me. But no one ever uh, focuses on that. No one ever really takes the time to acknowledge those things. It's kind of just like, like we always say, it is what it is. Suck it up, be a man, do your thing or whatever. So I think just the exhaustion of always trying to make sure that everyone around you is good, you know, is different. And I guess like even me being the, the oldest, Mm-hmm. there's a s- certain burden that comes with being the oldest child in the family, you know, because you're largely expected to be the example for your siblings. You're largely expected to uh, help rear them in some kind of way because your fa- parents feel like they poured enough energy into you for you to pass on to them and help them uh, bring up the rest of the siblings and things like that. So t- to a certain degree, your younger siblings start looking to you as another source of provision and care or whatever. So then you have that burden to carry and worry about in the, and those type of things. So it's just, you know, laying down at night and never feeling like the work is finished because there's so much that needs to be done and mm-hmm. feeling like there's largely no one to help you with it because we all got our st- own stuff going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I that. think that outside of not being heard, I think that is literally, I think the thing that's hardest to navigate most, and it's not because you don't want to do it, it's just that you're constantly racking in your brain how. Mm-hmm. Like, how can I get it done? How can I, I do that. it? You know what I'm saying? So I think um, that and that, and that part me. that you said at the very end, 
knowing that other people are probably thinking the exact same thing that I'm doing, why would I want to burden them with, with what mm-hmm. you got going on? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's just that that um yeah, I would say largely the thing and then uh outside of that just understanding having to really understand that manhood or the and that's I know as they're going to say everybody experiences this, but manhood is largely um, just unfair in a sense. You know what I'm saying? There is no fairness in the world of manhood. Um, we don't operate off of fair and unfair. We tend to operate off of outcomes and input, you know, so mm-hmm. we don't necessarily try to make things fair and equal for everybody. It's all about how I can better position myself for what I want to do type of thing. You know, like we're, we're, we're in a constant battle for most of our lives mm-hmm. with yeah. positioning ourselves, competing against other men who are in the same, you know, around it. Because we all believe the same thing. We got something to take care of. We got someone to provide for. Yeah. You know, so if I got my stuff going on, I'm not always going to be looking to create a fair opportunity for you. I'm going to try to get everything that I can get sure. yeah. for me and mine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so understanding and having to navigate that and then, you know, struggling with doing all you can, putting in all your energy to accomplish something and still not accomplishing it mm-hmm. or still not hitting the goal. You know, giving your best effort to something and failing, that's difficult. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you always not going to get the outcome. You spend your whole life doing something, try as hard as you can and fail. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like... And you're expected to pick yourself back up and try again. Expected to pick yourself back up and try again and, do, and, and, you know, largely do those things. So I'm saying like those few things alone is enough to make somebody want to check up out of here. Mm-hmm. You know, like not, I'm not talking about me, but just in general, like if I, if I'm carrying all that around all the time, you know, dealing with it on top of, if I did want to talk about it, nobody caring about it. That's enough to make me want to check yeah, up out of yeah. here. Well, I think, yeah, you have to find a pathway where you can find opportunities to uh, express that and talk to somebody who does care about it. Even if you're paying them to care about it, i.e. counseling, et cetera. So I think everybody should have a counselor. That's just my personal 100, 100. Stance. And they so. can't they can't use podcasts just as their that's outlet. That's not, yeah, this is not, that's, yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. the only outlet. It's, it it is, may yeah. not work for all. <laughs> <laughs> now, hold on, you feel kind of, defi- did you feel as though that was pointing towards you? For, no. I'm I mean, just, it was, know, but no, I, I'm just I'm, saying. I'm joking, but people be like, uh, people need to put down the podcast and get a counsel or whatever, and sometimes. You can do both. I mean, two things can be true. Yes. Like, this is. A lot, like I said before, the podcast be healing for me. Oh, mm-hmm. I know, I know that joint be healing. I be sometimes because like it's just about getting it out, not necessarily that I yeah. need to that you need counsel, a response, but just yeah, be, getting it out, just putting it out there. In like a safe what space. you was talking about. Um, if I sit with my thoughts all the time and I don't get them out there, then the only thoughts I have to lean on are my own. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't have no one to provide opposition and tell me I'm being dogmatic mm-hmm. or tell me that you know. I need to clean myself up or I'm an insecure bastard and all that type of stuff like what Lace be doing. Who said that you Lace was insecure? Lace did say that. <laughs> Lace did. He might have said you was insecure but not a I bastard. I never said he was insecure. He I know. He, I'm, he yeah, did say that, that though. But he was... <laughs> never said and then he. he said that there was something within me that I need to fix and he used... Like, I was, he was, like, I was speaking in. based on the scenario. I didn't say you. But you know, getting your thoughts out are really good because we we need we, we need to get them out for a couple of reasons. One, we can't hold them in. And two, we need to throw, um, we need to see if they stick, you know, and oftentimes talking with someone else, counselor, uh, a good friend, whatever the case may be, it lets us know, Hey, is this, is this train of thinking that I'm going down? Is this beneficial? Right, right. Does this make sense? You know, um, you know, what, what standard 
uh, based upon the standard that we have we have uh, we have established for ourselves, based upon that standard that we have established, does this measure up to the standard? Because as of right now, I don't know. Right, I dig it. I just there's not. I don't think that there's anything wrong though. Sometimes with sitting in your thoughts though, I think that largely as men we we do because we process differently. Like we think first and then feel. I think that we should at times sit in our thoughts for a little while before we spit them out. Yes, you know what I mean. Yeah. Because and specifically acting on them too. But yeah, go ahead. Le- yeah, legit. Yeah. Like uh, and there's there's nothing wrong with that. Like I. We don't have to necessarily talk about everything out loud all the time. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like some, sometimes you do got to sit with yourself and think about, do should I be feeling this way? Do I really want to take this action? Do I really want to go in that direction? And if I've done that and then I've settled on something, then maybe I do need to talk about it out loud just to get confirmation or whatever about what I'm feeling. But just rattling out everything that you feel all the time, I don't think that's going to be as productive as mm-hmm. you think it is either because yeah. you're never going to address nothing. You're just going to be... When do you sit in it? When do you think about it? Because you ain't mm-hmm. doing nothing but, you know, communicating it to, you know, someone else or just getting it out, you know, in the atmosphere. So I don't think that there's there's anything necessarily wrong yeah, to a degree with with sitting in your thoughts and internalizing sometimes. Um, I think there just has to be a balance to it. Yeah. Sure. And not only internalizing. Because some people only internalize. And that's what you're talking about, imploding. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. Mm-hmm. Well, that was a good one. That was a good one. Yeah, that was, a good one. That was a, what's uh what's the uh what's the final thought, Mel? Find you somebody that's go listen. Find you somebody who's <laughs> gonna listen. Find you somebody that's gonna listen. And don't rely on uh herbal treatments in order to be your way out. Nah, I disagree with Vices. that. Vices. <laughs> I disagree with that. Dude. Vices. Don't all right, let me just say this then. Vices. Don't rely on vices as your way out. I agree with that. I agree with that. Whatever those vices may be. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Be- oh, that's a- another conversation there. That's a yeah. whole another hour. Yeah. Because my, vice was, vices. my yeah, vice was. We know. You told us. You don't know what my vice was. You told us plenty of times. All right. I, y'all know. I mean, you, you did tell us. I know, but they don't know. But okay, I'm just I'm saying. Just saying. Mm-hmm. I'm just making sure no one else knows. <laughs> All good. Yeah. All good. All right. We done? We that done, bro. You asked me and then told it. No, he this said. A, he said it. Find somebody that's going. My listen. bad. I ain't mean. I I ain't mean to even I do ain't, that. I didn't. I really didn't have a moral, so I was just. He said, find find you find somebody that who listen. Mm-hmm. Yes, that was that and was. And don't use the and don't, don't use, use negative vices. vices and don't use negative vices. Yeah. Well, this has been the man of these podcasts, y'all. And as always, until next time, we out. Peace.